Thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, welcome to this week's Libs and Drag. I am your co-host, Chris. By my left, we got Jack. Say what's up, Jack. What's up? We got Nick. Hello. And then we have Lynn. Hi. Uh, good to be here. Good. To, I wish uh, we made more mention about um, 9-11 on our previous episode, because the days just kind of blend it was, together. Was it 9-11? Yeah, it was 9-11, like, this past week. Uh, we're well, oh, I guess yeah. last week because today's Monday, yeah. Or whatever. I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, so a day where we bow our heads and solemnly remember Salvador, uh, Allende in mm-hmm. uh, uh, where was it, Chile? Yeah, in Chile, Chile. 1973, uh, where he was murdered by the United States and um, replaced with Pinochet. Where neoliberalism started, so you are welcome, everybody, for that. But yeah, happy 9-11. Let's just go ahead and uh, jump right into it. So the first things, I just have a bunch of stories mentioning cops. The first story I did want to bring up mentioning cops was uh, they just can't stop like shooting, like literally anything. There's a story here. Uh, NYPD officer killed in the Bronx, died by friendly fire, police say. Wow. Um, it, was, it was a good quote that came from it. It goes, uh, this is a tragic case of friendly fire, but make no mistake, we lost the life of a courageous public servant solely due to a violent criminal who puts lives of the police and all the people we serve in jeopardy. Wow. So <laughs> yes. even when they shoot, uh, one of their own it's still black people's fault yeah exactly <laughs> or wh- whatever race you want i mean because i'm let's not pretend that you know hispanic people also are discriminated against anyone any person of color is gonna get blamed for friendly fire like you cannot have any situation where the cops will just go you know what we fucked up you know never never no no that's i think that's a part of the right Thing. Like you just can't admit that you you're in too deep. That's 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 why these coronavirus shitheads who like still aren't buying into the fact yeah. this is real or whatever. When almost two hundred thousand people have died, it's because they're in too deep. So you know what? I ha- I have a little bit of a perspective on that. I feel like just because my girlfriend, who it hasn't been that long that we've even known each other, it's been like a year now, as of a couple of days ago. And so when I you know. Her, my, you know, she's sitting right next to me, Lynn. She uh, was, you know, culturally right wing, you know, just like her parents were, just like her brother is, you know, they're Trump supporters. Um, and, you know, like, I don't I don't necessarily blame anyone in that situation because that's the exact situation I was born into. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. being culturally conservative, everyone, you know, eventually thinks on their own. And so uh, she's had a bit of a political change in the past year or so. And uh, it's given me a little bit of perspective as to what right-wingers feel like during actual right-winging mm-hmm. versus, you know, in the aftermath looking back. Yeah, because when right-wingers are in power, it's like they 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 know what they want to do with it. You know, they yeah. they because they've wanted this like for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they finally get it, they're yeah. like boots to the fucking ground yeah. kind of thing. When it, liberals are in power, it's like you sit on your hands yeah. for fucking eight years and don't do shit. Yeah, exactly. 
you mentioned, you know, burying your heels in the sand and like making sure that you are not leaving the party just because once you're in it, not only are you isolating yourself from everyone else that isn't within the cult, you know, but you're also, you know, building stronger relationships with the people that are in there. You know what I mean? Like some of the biggest, you know, some of the biggest friendships or camaraderie, if, you know, I could use that, comes from political strife that two people or more feel together. Mm. You know what I mean? So, Mm. like, when we're talking about, like, class consciousness and labor, like, that stuff can get really, 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 like, powerful. That's soul bonding right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm not sure if you're going to mention this later on, but there's been an uptick in uh, how people view uh, labor or labor uh, unions I primarily. Haven't, I haven't heard that. Yeah, so just there were a couple numbers that came out within the last week or so. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was for Democrats, but I know that union um, membership is approved, is now favored approvingly by 45% of Republicans. Oh, and wow, so that's actually that, good. Which is not even that crazy yeah. of a number because it's been, you know, kind of around there before but i want to say democrats somewhere in the 70s mm-hmm. you know and that that shows you that this actually is powerful when you have people you yeah know? when in reality only like 11 percent of workers yeah. are in a union or something like that there's um there's an old argument that is very sound it's just tired just because we unfortunately have to live in a reality that's constantly denied for us but um there's a little there's an era in history called the Golden Age of Expansion of America that happened right after World War II. Uh, that coincided with the highest percentage of membership in unions that the United States has ever seen. It was in the 40s. You know what I mean? And so when you have 40% of the workforce in a labor union and you're having a golden age of expansion, which lasted from after World War II till probably neoliberalism being kicked up in the 80s. And in the 70s, too, it started, you know, what they call stagflation. But um, for a long time during the golden age of expansion, man, unions were driving that shit. So mm. it, doesn't, it doesn't, like, ring any, any oddly way to me that at the time that we have, what, you said 11% u- uh, union, union membership? membership yeah we're having one of the worst bouts of income inequality that the country's ever seen. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Bringing it back to cops being stupid, uh, there was another instance where uh, cops thought protesters weren't dispersing, so they kept tear gassing uh, like the square or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it ended up being a Frederick Douglass uh, statue. (gasps) So a dead Frederick Douglass is out here doing more praxis than you are doing in fucking sitting in your house and shit, than we're doing sitting in our house and shit. I'm like, imagine you going home and thinking about what you did with your day, and you're like, damn, I just tried to gas. I guess the fucking Frederick Douglass statue. (laughs) Like, not only any statue, but like, come on, even like, even Republicans got to pretend to like Frederick Douglass. You know what I mean? I think I think the slave catchers back then would have been proud of the police. Literally, you know, they, literally, like yeah, that's they wouldn't have cared that it's a statue. Yeah. You know, they would have wanted to the cops to tear down that statue. Yeah, it's absolutely themselves. chickens coming home to roost. You know, like mm-hmm. this is the society that they built, and they're not changing it. You know, they might change in name, but it's not changing in practice. Yeah. So uh, just a couple more uh, police-related things. These are less funny and shit. 
shit. Um, just have less funny and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, I, I co- get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, one of them is the Brianna Taylor evidence photos. Uh, contradict the the police department's claim that there was no body cam, which you know, no shit. This is one of those classic police. It's it's actually more. It's it's actually more likely that we'll get like an accidental like they leave their body camera on and like yeah. they'll somehow s- leaks or something. Yeah, and it leaks. So that that's more likely than, than them like, actually than giving that, it to us. Exactly. Exactly. I, we need some like Snowden shit. Like I know he just got the green light. You know, the mm. United States isn't mm. gonna kill him if he comes back. They're promising, and so I, I don't know, man. I mean, with Julian Assange though, have you heard? No, I haven't. What? Uh, so if. For everyone that doesn't know out there, um, Julian Assange is another whistleblower like Snowden. And just like constantly, oh, every year or so, they check in on him. And he's he's still basically an enemy of the state of the United uh, States. Okay. He's the WikiLeaks dude. Got, yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally, our, uh, this police-related... Uh, um, so there was a 13 boy, 13 year old boy with autism. Uh, his mom called the cops because he was, uh, you know, just a mental health episode. Exactly. It was having a mental health episode. So, and the only people you can call like in this fucking society when that's happening are cops. So no, comes as no surprise that they ended up shooting him multiple times. He's not dead. He's still recovering from, but he's got like intestinal issues like yeah. now because of the fucking gunshot shot and everything. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's recuperating right now, but you know, even the mom was like, you expect them to come and deescalate, but no, no, no. I saw, um, I saw the, actually Lynn and I, I think together watched the video of the mother reacting like, um, to a news reporter about what happened and she breaks down crying and she feels hopeless, uh, particularly in the fact that she didn't have any other option. And in fact, she goes on to speak about how, you know, if she had known that this is going to be the only option that shooting the kid is going to be the only way to somehow subdue this you know you're not going to choose the cop to do it my sister works with autistic children and when she heard the story i sent it to her and she was so upset because where i think she's like a behavioral specialist i don't know what her title is but they teach her they train her how to handle like the episodes of autistic Mm -hmm. children so she had ideas of like how you know, this, the episode could have been de-escalated, but, like, it's outrageous that these cops are just like, let me just shoot them. That'll knock them out. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's literally what they fucking teach them. So we shouldn't really be, like, if, like any problem you can't handle, like, peacefully or whatever, which is literally every single problem. That's why 40% of cops beat their wives. But any problem that, that these people can't handle peacefully, they'll just whip out their fucking gun just be like, well, this will fucking solve it. Yeah, and here's another thing that, like, people, people know these facts. Like, when you deal with police officers individually, you know that the dude's gonna fuck you over. But on a collective level, of course, right-wingers, you know, are in their boot-licking phase. You know, they're, they've they switched out of their Don't Tread On Me uh, shirts and have got into their Blue Lives shirts. Hmm. And, you know, they all they do now is, you know, say, oh, if you just comply. And if you just comply, you know, you have nothing to fear. You know, you won't get shot. You won't get killed. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like... Just let me assault you, please. Yes. I. It's funny. Lynn and I were looking up um, 
because we were in a car and we saw a police uh, car going by and we both had like a little intrusive that we're like, oh, what happens if you flip off a cop? And so we ended up looking it up. And of course, it's freedom of speech, but everyone's saying, don't. I'm like, it's yeah, freedom of yeah. speech. They don't care. You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it's like, like just on an individual level, like any, you know, human can see like, yeah, that's fucked up. But when it comes to actual societal differences, a lot of right wingers are like, ah, fuck it. Exactly. You know? That goes along with, I think it was out of Tennessee where they like made it illegal to protest the cops, Jeez. you know? And it's like literally like they talk so much like shit about like the first amendment, the first amendment, the first right. amendment. But it's like, no, when like you, it's, it's like all lives matter. No, you don't actually care yeah. about all. Like you're just trying to prove your like yeah. shitty views. Yeah. Um, we could actually even tie that back to uh, 9-11, which you mentioned earlier, because when it comes to 9-11, they've been, a lot of right-wingers have been coming into a little bit of uh, cognitive dissonance. Let me explain further. So uh, I'm sure you've seen this plenty of times on Twitter just because so many right-wingers fell into this trap. Um all all buildings matter. Oh, yeah. Was trending yeah, on yeah, yeah, 9-11. Yeah. And so many white dads on Twitter. I don't. I can't believe how many like, dads on Twitter there are. It was like it's. It, they all have the same picture. If they don't have like a trucker hat on, it, it, their head just looks like a, a thumb, you yes. know, or a fucking toe. Yeah, and they at all least, have like those sunglasses. I was gonna say on. at least half of them are wearing sunglasses. You need their, you need their Oakleys. That's what they yes, need. Exactly. And I love the um, the women too. They all look like um, oh, what's the woman from Community? They say it looks like Abed. The one from the the yogurt commercials. Gosh. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Jamie yeah, Lee. yeah, yeah. No, wait. Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Are we sure we're not saying Jamie Lynn Spears? No, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, so, regardless, yeah, they all look like that, like the old type of Karen. You know what I mean? A lot of white people are getting real angry that you know they're saying you know how could you guys be talking about buildings on this day 9-11 the biggest tragedy in american history yada 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 but it wasn't the biggest tragedy exactly i mean we're in a pandemic right now that's killed like what more than 100 times the people that died over mm -hmm. at this point so that yeah, yeah no this this is like if 9-11 happened uh like, like, every, like yeah, every day for like years yeah. or something like that yeah 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 and since we're like on the topic of 9-11 like what a fucking overreaction like everything after that was i always think about and i used to buy into this too marco rubio one time said during a debate that like i thank god that uh what's his name um um no no no, no joe bush. bush uh was like in office and not al gore uh, on 9-11, you know? Like, and it's like, holy fuck. Like, he, like, he, he should be prosecuted for war crimes, number one. Uh, but, like, just, like, the million and a half people that we just fucking massacred in response to, like, 3,000 people dying, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't even from, like, like, we're still protecting Saudi Arabia, you know? So, so there's just so many things we could say on this. I wanted to address the Al Gore thing first. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't like Al Gore. But what could How we How can have... you not like Al Gore? He invented the internet. <laughs> right. You know, how, like, what, what could Bush have done worse? You know, <laughs> like, how could this have gone bad for the Republicans? Um, you know, a, a lot, this, my favorite, one of my favorite political commentators, uh, you know, Mr. Kalinske. I won't ha uh, throw him out too often. But um, he likes to say 
that uh, the war in uh, Iraq was very much not a... I mean, like, okay, you can call it an overaction, certainly, because that's from the American public stance. I, it almost feels more targeted mm-hmm. um, than uh, when it comes to the actual issues that... Um, rather, the politicians, what they did. You know what I mean? Like, we can say, like... You know, like, yeah, we were scared, and so we invaded Iraq, but, like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, no matter how many times you try to say it does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, it's almost hard for me to even call it an overreaction. It's more of just a complete misfire. You're right. It, or like, I like the word targeted better, because mm-hmm. this was, like, towards a specific group of, like, Muslim. Like, all the anti-Islam uh, sentiment that came with 9-11 mm-hmm. was, you know, like perpetrated both by both parties that's why we fuck that's why there are videos of joe biden fucking fighting hard for us to get into iraq and like murder as many brown people as we possibly could and you know they continued that throughout the barack obama administration and yeah and you know what i don't even think that like necessarily these politicians were like had evil in their heart I legit think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think plenty of these politicians have evil in their heart. I think. I think a good amount yes. of the. But but I do think that from a personal perspective, when they're talking about what they think they were doing, I would go ahead and say that most of these dudes weren't thinking like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to Iraq, we're gonna get the oil, we're gonna set up U.S. imperialism." I think that. They got bought in to all the American exceptionalism bullcrap. You know, all the, like, if we don't do it, you know, who's going to do it? We need to retain our power and all that. Like, I do feel like it's not necessarily they were pl- all the it's it's actually, congressmen. It's pretty verifiably that, like, at least uh, the office of the vice president yeah, at the time. But that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Congress. When we're talking about the people that were in, you know, who had to vote for the war. You know what I mean? I'm not... I just I don't take the view that these are like evil people that were knowingly doing an evil deed. I think these were I don't want to say misguided because that's too um, that's too apologetic. But what I will say is that whether you were trying to build an orphanage and you burnt the city down or you were trying to burn the city down and you burnt the city down, I don't care. The whole point is you burnt the city down. Mm. So the fact that Congress voted to go into these illegal and offensive wars, I don't care what was actually their intentions. However, I will say that I think American propaganda is the main reason. And not even necessarily propaganda, but the whole buying into the American exceptionalism thing, I think, is what makes at least the libs go into war. Like, Bernie voted for Afghanistan, you know what I mean? And, like, don't get me wrong, Bernie's not perfect. But I don't think that Bernie was thinking, like, you know, like, this is going to be evil or whatever. You know what I mean? I think that American propaganda and exceptionalism is so fucking rampant within the swamp Mm -hmm. that a lot of the libs really just ended up thinking this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And on the note that this is targeted, it actually leads into our our next story really nicely, even though it's not a good story. Uh, did you guys hear about the the whistleblower, the ice whistleblower yeah. that said uh, that they were Historic forcing, things. yeah, they were forcing immigrant women uh, in the concentration camps along the border mm-hmm. to have hysterectomies, yeah. you know? So this is like, this, 
well, first we can talk about this and then we can tie it back to like foreign, but like this is literal genocide, what we're doing here right now. If it wasn't clear before, which it always has been, I mean, the people, like the kids who are fucking missing, mm-hmm. uh, the people, the, the numbers that they're not reporting for COVID, mm-hmm. everything like this, this is a literal genocide right here. And so this is what really frustrates me about both right wingers and libs when it comes to talking about what happens at the border. Uh, we love bo- both left, I mean, both the right wing and the liberal wing, because we won't say left, uh, love to buy into Soviet propaganda. They love to talk about how awful the USSR was, how evil Russia still is today, and how, again, we're Americans, therefore we're greater than everyone else. They love to talk about famines, as if they were intentional genocides. Mm. Like my one of my favorite. It's Stalin's yeah. fault that there was a fucking yeah. storm and the potatoes couldn't grow. Like, and I want to like make sure that people know that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a I'm not a communist. You know what I mean? But I am someone that can tell you what is. You know, wh- I I can tell you the truth about history. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't label my politics with anything. Just because, I don't know, everything, every view I come to, I try to come to from skepticism. But I will tell you that, let's take Mao, for an instance. Mao brought up the Chinese economy, which back in the 40s, 50s, was extremely agrarian. To this day, it's still modernizing. Way back in the day, in 40s, 50s, and so on before, I'm a little bit after, in the 60s, Mao took the nation which had the most impoverished level of any country up until the soviets had done it in the 1920s they took a country and they lifted more people out of poverty than any other chinese leader has done to this point and then after that happens in which he raises the level of people that are not in poverty anymore a three-year famine hits You want to talk about what happens, you can go to the Chinese. The Chinese will tell you themselves. They call it something along the lines translate to the three bad years. You know, like it's very, very null. It's very, very solemn. They talk about it. The three bad years is when all the crops went to shit. Just like in every other instance where a famine hits, people die. That's just society. And so, like, it's not it's not good. But if you're not going to be able to grow food, people aren't going to be able to eat. It's yeah, a famine. They don't call the like Irish potato famine like yeah, fucking genocide, genocide. You know? Yeah. And dude, and like, fuck that. That's a great example because the population of Ireland right now is still like half the population of what it was in 1850. Yeah. You know? It just goes to show you the difference between how we yeah, treat propaganda. Western countries exactly. and Eastern countries. Exactly. If that was an Eastern country, if that was a second world country or whatever, uh, you would bet that that would be considered a genocide. Mm-hmm. And so people should look at that or anyone who's, you know, reasonable would look at that and say, hey, that's an accomplishment. You know, famine's hit, but you raise them out. You went through it during the famine, and you brought them back out. That's not what the Western countries will tell you, though. That's not what the history books are going to say. They're going to say that Mao committed a genocide. They'll tell you how many people died during that three-year famine, and they'll say, yeah, Mao murdered those people. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And China, by the way, is on its way to become the first 
uh, country to completely eradicate poverty and meet the UN goals. Seriously. That, I mean, and of course, you'll never hear anyone in the West Mm-mm. say that Mm-mm. as anything good. In fact, if you're ever going to hear it, you're going to hear it with a scared tone. Yes, exactly. They're going to warn you about it like, did you hear China's eradicating poverty? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <gasps> what's that? What's like? What's that like to have no homeless people? Yeah, exactly. So, and just to tie it all back, imagine what we would be saying if this was an Eastern country. Yeah. You know? So, well, we have... The, I'm glad you brought that up because we do know what we're... What this, so it turns out that this whole fucking Uyghur thing has just been projection the whole fucking time. You know? The, they're removing organs from the Uyghurs and they're fucking genociding them. And it's like, no, that's happening here. And then we're spreading propaganda, which in last week's episode, we debunked, you know, quite a bit mm-hmm. of, of the Uyghur shit that we get. So here's a quote from the whistleblower nurse that reported about mm-hmm. the immigrant women. She, or he, I don't know, was saying, um, we've questioned among ourselves why he's doing this uh that's his specialty he's the uterus collector i know that's ugly is he collecting these things or something everybody he sees he's taking all their uteruses out or he's taking their tubes out this is like the angel of death in the holocaust this is what will you fucking learn about yeah, like what it, true evil is it sounds like those nazis that were experimenting yeah on exactly people. exactly like, it sounds so there was a there's a good meme that it's like a student copying off of another student, mm-hmm. but there's three students in a row in a row, and the like the very back one or the very front one is mm-hmm. the United States. The middle one is like copying uh, the United States, and that one's Nazi yeah. Germany. And then the one in the back is the United States again <laughs> copying Nazi Germany. Yeah, no, this is exactly what's fucking going on, and the fact that we try and uh, like demonize other countries, which by the way, like China has invited. Like, like every Western country to visit like the quote unquote concentration camps. Yeah. I got, I got two things to say about this. Number one, I'll, I'll just I'd rather skip to the second thing. Um, so the Uyghurs in China, a little bit reminds me of North Korea and uh, Kim Jong-un being mm. dead yeah. to the yeah, yeah, American yeah. media for several <laughs> weeks. Did you see the Trump tweet? He's like, uh, he's so resilient. Don't you don't you doubt him. He's coming God. back. <laughs> That's fucking funny. But I didn't even see that. But, okay, so I think that the U.S. media, or rather the people need to humble their opinion on U.S. media because – that was a great example. If you can't get like super solid proof of a genocide going on uh, in China, which is inviting, like Chris just mentioned, they're inviting Western countries in to come. You know, you say it's here, come take a look. Not just like Western, like the UN and like all yeah. of these wa- so-called watchdog uh, organizations. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that are of course like puppeted by the United States. Yeah, the U.S. media is going to give you the perspective of the United States, particularly the United States government and the issues that face the one percent yeah so your hero don lemon on cnn (laughs) isn't gonna fucking do shit about like actual like exactly and so like when really like you couldn't you they have no in in north korea they really like as much as united states pretends to be high and mighty or whatever like north korea we don't know shit about (laughs) like to this day 
Like you, I've been looking at videos inside North Korea. I've been reading a lot of stories about some people, the people that live there, not the defectors, you know, not the people yeah. that, or you, the people who are fucking, yeah. who ended up being paid yes. to talk to the UN. Exactly. We're not talking about the people that say, "Hey, um, yeah, all this, 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 this is happening," and yeah, uh, you just don't know it because they're just really good at hiding it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like so. Anyways, uh, like it's. I'm not telling you that North Korea is a utopia. It's not. You know, like you're not allowed to speak to anyone on the outside. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, if you separate with someone that you were with in college, you need a good reason to go out and be able to see them. Like you, it's not like you're always going to be caught, but you have people to report to on these social issues. And frankly, that's fucked up. Like what, to me, leftism really comes down to individual liberty and the greater good. So I'm not going to tell you that I think economically we need to serve the individual. That's just fucking bullshit. You know, I would totally socialize the economy if I were, you know, in charge just because I feel like we could actually organize better than this. You know what I mean? And so just generally, when it comes to social issues, you need to be able to stand strong, be left and acknowledge the issues in other left countries. And so that's one issue that I see with it. However, I don't bang that drum as much because the bigger issue is the fact that American portrayal of these countries is so smeared that talking crap about them is a little disingenuous if you're not giving that other information. Like, hey, this is what they're doing good. This is what they're doing bad. Mm. You know? And so, yeah, Trump and North Korea, that's funny. Basically. Yeah, so, um, I mean, and this is just, like, the beginning. This is a very new story, the hysterectomy stories. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, we're just kind of waiting on shit right now because this, I think this just came out yesterday. Yeah, um, last night it broke, I think. Yeah, so we'll, we'll you know, we'll see what's the, the going-ons there. Um, but our final main story is uh, the main QAnon website uh, has been shut down, and they found the man who was running it. Really? It's uh, his name is Jason Gilinas uh, of New Jersey. He works for Citibank, and he is the developer and the mouthpiece of of the QAnon. QAnon isn't this one? Isn't this like? organized thing yeah. this guy just like organizes everything that like the so-called q says i think there's like 40 million like yeah. q's people who claim to be q yeah so for anyone that doesn't know um q is a term used not just in this instance um it primarily like one of the biggest ways i know that q is used is it's referenced as a text in which at least two and probably all four of the Gospels of the New Testament, um, they, basically they all have reference to a source that is lost to time uh, that they refer to as Q. And so uh, when you have a movement or a study of something and you're gaining more information, you'll, you'll sometimes have background info or just background uh, details that have been within the stories for this long and have never been found. So you can trace the lineage, but you don't actually have the text. And so in, you know, the QAnon thing, there is a source that gives out all the information. And of course, it's completely disorganized. It's, it's based off of 
full out lies. So you're never gonna actually find any. Okay, gotcha. So this, so this guy is like uh, Matthew, Mark, and and, and Luke. <laughs> exactly. He's, this guy is the author of the Synoptic Gospels. Yeah. That's, so, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and I guess I guess the gospel itself, because you know, it's it's not written by man; it's written through but, spirit, yes, right? God. That, that God sh- wrote yeah, that shit himself. That's what Trump, you know, like mentally. Puts out there mm. for a cue to then digest and give it to the people. It's almost like some Book of Mormon shit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, so he had a quote uh, that they were trying to get him on. Uh, he says, "I'm not going to comment on any of that." Uh, when they were asking him if he's behind uh, the the website, I'm not going to get involved. I want to stay out of it. But he did say that QAnon is a quote patriotic movement to save the country. <sighs> not going to say anything. All I'm going to say <laughs> this is this is like when O.J. Simpson got away with murder and then like put out a book like if I did it, you know. <laughs> I I I uh, deny your allegations that I am a white nationalist. However, America is the greatest, <laughs> and we can However, David Duke, I would suck David Duke's yeah, dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this dude apparently made $3,000 a month off of this. This is why I just want to fucking grift. You know, this is why uh, when we get big enough, I'm going to leave the show. I'm going to take <laughs> half the fans and just, like, fucking grift, and I'm going to be, be I'm, yeah, I'm going to exploit the shit out of them. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You're going to take two fans? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, I'm not sure they can really do anything like legally here. Like we'll we'll see. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say, is he even doing anything illegal? I mean, he's just like gathering info, you know, <laughs> like and like compiling it yeah. and shit. He's the more the damage he's doing is like societal. Yeah, don't and get it, me yeah. wrong. <laughs> but like, I'm not sure it's like technically illegal. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You. Uh, so that about does it for the, the our main stories. Now let's go into some headlines. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So I liked this one uh, because it really shows off Biden's uh, like mad grandpa mm-hmm. energy. He says uh, that he's eager to debate Trump. Quote, I know how to handle bullies. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Oh. Uncle, Uncle Joe's going to kick your ass. My grandpa's stronger than your grandpa. <laughs> you know what, dude? This... I, I'm going to need, when all of this is over, a case study of Joe Biden. I am fucking fascinated. Like, I want to know absolute truths. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, like... I think he's more fascinating a character than Trump is, you know? Yeah, Trump, because like, Trump you can get, you exactly. know? Exactly. There's, there's, there's la- Joe Biden's got layers. He's it, like an onion. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I like Trump... You look at him for long enough, and at least for me, I stop being angry because he's a character. He's playing a character. You got to figure it out. You got to pay. <laughs> like, I don't want to say it like that, but kind of. Like, I, you, you see Trump, and as long as you're not bought into it, and I'll also add this, as long as you're not super angry about mm. it. Like, I don't think being super angry about Trump is the best way to approach it. You know, number one, you're just like... You're, you're feeding into the hand of liberal pussy, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all offended or whatever. Like, that's not the worst part about Trump is that he's offensive. You know, for me, I'm always going to go down to politics, like, what's actually happening. You know what I mean? Biden, however, I'm I'm not one of those, um, I'll call him pillar, 
That's one of those uh, people that are constantly saying that Joe Biden's on drugs. He's on the sauce, and then when they give him Adderall, he's super ready to go. No, he's just he's just a mad grandpa. Is he, what he is. Like, dude, more than anything, he's sundowning when he. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't think he this, thinks he's at the schoolyard right yeah. now. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, like this dude isn't some like. I mean, yeah, he's goofy. Don't get me wrong. He's he's goofy to look at, at least for me. Some people think he's endearing. I, I find it fucking creepy. But even more so than that, this man wanted it so bad, he came up with this horrible excuse that uh, Charlottesville is when he was suddenly decided that it was his. <laughs> he had to bear the cross for everyone. He had to come save America. Only when he saw literal white nationalists on the street, <laughs> which you can see every year, he decided this is the moment where I must become that's because he views <laughs> obama like god so he's like yes. the son of god he's, you he know wants to be exactly jesus. exactly it, it, wow that's a great point yeah and that's one of the reasons why i look at biden and i'm like one you won off of good grandpa vibes from uh obama's term that's absolutely clear to me number one and for the normalcy type thing you know everyone mm. wants to go back to some sort of normal for obama so loved the world that he sent his only biden <laughs> To cleanse and, us of our sins. And as much as that's a great story, it wasn't even like it, it's like if God didn't want to send Jesus, if God told you don't have to do this, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like that's that's a real quote, remember? Yeah. Obama said you don't have to do this, Joe. But fucking Joe is like, no, he he felt the calling or whatever, mm. right? Like he's a fucking mm. priest. Mm. And so this man is really going to win off of doing nothing. You know, they have they've hit him really well every now and then. He'll say some corny ass shit and people will be like, ha Biden. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so it's I'm going to need a case study of exactly what happened. Like, how aware was he? You know, I think when if he were to get into office, I do think it'd be like a. Uh, George Bush, Dick Cheney thing, where you know who's actually puppeting. You're like, you Kamala's know, yeah, you, you know, Kamala is like strings. all in that shit. You know, yeah. I she has like way better political instincts than most like liberal politicians. So I would, I truly, and this is just a stepping stone for her. So I truly do believe that she's like in there, be like for some sort yeah. of power. Yeah, you oh, know, I'm and, sure. yeah. Well, no, that's a dumb thing to no, say. No, but I know. get what you mean. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. She yeah, yeah. more more than just power because you know, like. Biden was there for the VP power. He wasn't there for the president power, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He likes it. I remember he described himself as uh, Obama chose him so he could get the black vote. Obama <laughs> chose Biden. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite <laughs> Bidenisms. But, um, but yeah, beyond the point. Like, yeah, I think she wants to, like, Dick Cheney it ex- and yeah. just control the yeah. whole fucking thing. Yeah, I-, I could see that happening. And frankly, I'm scared. Because I I think there were some polls that came out like a couple of months back talking about 2024, and the two people topping the list are Cuomo <laughs> and Harris. Nice. Like, fuck, dude. And then like Pete's like third or fourth. Nah, <laughs> Pete, Pete's always gonna be there. Pete <laughs> is always he's he's never gonna leave your lives. You, you know what, dude? He might be the next Biden. Like Biden Just ran hanging around three times, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biden like he finally won like in his old age. Uh, Buttigieg will finally be like, I'm here to get the new people. And the new, <laughs> new people. He's going to be here for the Zoomers. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, fuck. Uh, so the next couple headlines are with two of our favorite billionaires. Yes, please. Uh, so we got uh, Zuckerberg says he hopes Facebook won't destroy society. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, uh-huh. That's that's funny with or without context. <laughs> like, there's no way you can say that that would wouldn't make my eyebrow go up. You know, like, yeah, but why are you saying that? You know, what have I created? <laughs> I mean, he's gone on the record and saying like, well, like this, you know, like shit rolls downhill. So like, <laughs> fuck, you know, like we'll we'll, we'll we'll see. I think their original motto was like. Uh, like live fast and make mistakes or something like that. Really? Yes, it was some stupid <laughs> shit like that. That's like the, live yeah. fast and break things or yeah. some bullshit yeah. like that. Something when cute it's like and quirky. <laughs> yeah, you know when it's like fuck. Like no, you could literally de- like destroy society by like they there was Facebook's propping up all these fucking. Uh, uh, I think he's got like some shit with Tucker Carlson. I know they yeah. like meet fucking regularly That's or something so like much. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Link up. <laughs> they're, co- they're collabing. <laughs> so he's crossing his fingers like, I hope this doesn't happen, but in the meantime, let me collect my check. Exactly. <laughs> like, if only someone had the power to, like, stop this. I wonder if he's really, like... Like, like Facebook belongs to the people now, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this isn't my fault anymore. It's, this is our collective issue. It's bigger than me now. No, yeah, I'm... That almost sounds ominous, right? Like, like he's. It almost sounds like a Frankenstein type yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, but our next billionaire, it's more of a fact, uh, but it was a headline. So, if Jeff Bezos gave all eight thousand seven hundred, I'm sorry, eight hundred, eight hundred seventy six thousand Amazon employees a hundred and five thousand dollar bonus, each of them, he'd be left with exactly as much money as he had at the start of the pandemic. Fuck. Yes, just to give you a little perspective on how much this fucking guy has and how much he's fucking made since like 40 million people have lost their jobs, since almost 200,000 people just in the United States have fucking died. There goes to show you, you know, like where your wealth goes. And we here can't have an extra $300 for fucking unemployment. There was this lovely tweet that I'm sure a lot of you guys already saw. Um, saying, well, you know, they, they're doing the math for the twelve hundred uh, dollar check that some mm. Americans got, not all, yeah. some <laughs> Americans got thirty like percent. Yeah, and of then Americans. of course they divided it by the days uh, that it's been now. And um, the tweet says, for only six dollars, <laughs> you can support an American. You can support an American. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, only six dollars <laughs> a day. You can support it. like that's we we've really become the laughing stock. Not even we. Because I'm done saying we when I'm talking about the United States government. Like, that's not me. Like, I'm mm. like, they are doing fine. We are suffering. Like, that's when people are saying, you know, like, fucking America is going to destroy the world. Like, no, the American government is going to mm. destroy the world. Americans are already being destroyed by the government. Yeah. Well, here's a good, like, tweet to prove mm-hmm. it. It was, uh, so, uh, Senator Tom Hill, uh, Tillis staffer mm-hmm. tells woman with cancer who doesn't have health care that she's out of luck she says just like you want to go to the store and buy a new dress shirt if i can't afford that dress shirt i don't get it i read that not i read the tweet to my mom a couple days back just because that's my favorite 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 example of capitalism in action mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, like the commodification of yeah. like cancer medication oh fuck it like i can't i can't afford this shirt same fucking thing yeah like i i know that i'm sure a lot of people get like annoyed when lefties want to talk about labor and want to talk about you know 
what items you know people can personally own versus private property you know people love to talk about how you know marxists and socialists communists just want to tell you what to do with your life but this is actually a better example of the failure of an economy rather than us describing a failure as everyone getting healthcare, <laughs> we can describe failure as the market deciding that this woman shouldn't live. Like that's that's literally just going to the textbook and saying, ah, you see this? Market says uh, you have to die. So sorry, <laughs> you know. Like this isn't this isn't like a negotiation mm. either. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's not like you get to determine how much wealth you're gonna have. Um, in your life like studies show time and time and time again where you are born at wealth wise is likely where you will die at that's just like whatever class you're in if you want to pretend that there's a middle class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it's that the like chris said the commodification of cancer medicine like if you want to tell someone that maybe the market shouldn't be the only thing we care about that's my favorite example. The best thing is that you know a lot of people would agree with the, what that person said. Absolutely. You know, yeah, Absolutely. That, that makes fucking sense, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the beauty of this country. So the final headline I got is another right-wing shithead known as our president. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so he's been going on a tear about the... Because he visited or was going to visit like the West Coast because mm-hmm. we're all fucking on fire here. I, um, I know where you're going, I think. <laughs> so... Um, he which to which he's blamed forest management. Like they're not cutting the trees down, folks. <laughs> they, if, they, if they cut the trees, they they wouldn't be as 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 big. <laughs> I I could totally see. I mean, I wonder if he even believes that. I know he's saying it, but Jesus Christ, the, like, does he think that the forest managers, the people that tame the plants, are so anti-Trump and so pro-Biden that they're like, you see that, that tree right there? Let's not cut that one. Let's <laughs> let's fuck Trump over and not cut this tree. The amazing thing is, like, this actually works. Like his, yeah. like, oh, like yeah. I, I, I had my boss literally tell me that, like, you know why the fires are so big? We're not cutting down the trees. <laughs> all the all those pine trees there, we should have cut them down. But no, that's not actually what this story is about. Uh, that was just setting up this story. Um, so to like calm everyone's mm-hmm. calm everyone down. He told everybody that don't worry, it'll start getting it'll start getting cooler. You just watch, <laughs> dude. So Lynn and I were fucking cracking up at that headline <laughs> yesterday, and then so did you watch the video? No, itself? I didn't watch the so, video. It gives more context, and frankly, I can't decide which one I like better. You know, <laughs> I like the idea of him just saying that to calm people, <laughs> but um, the way he said it was argumentative he was like (laughs) he was talking to a reporter and the reporter was giving him straight fucking facts you know what i mean he was always works on trump by the way yeah of course yeah and looking back it might not even been a reporter it might have been a scientist i (laughs) it was it was an authority figure with a mic you know, and he's so, not, to, like, like you just check the box. Yeah. Like, like things Trump feels threatened by. Yeah, exactly. And so he just tells Trump the act like he's telling him numbers, essentially. You know, he's telling him this is what's going on in this area. This is what's going on in this area. And he tells him it's not going to get like he's like, this isn't going to get better. This is going to get worse. 
and Trump's offended by that. <laughs> He's offended, and he just is dismissively. He goes, "No, it'll get cool. You'll see." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then the dude's like dumbfounded. You know, like what do you say to that? Like, like. I almost want to know if he's just that confident or he feels like he can control it some way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's amazing. All right. And that about does it for our show. Um, let's see. Plugs. Quick plugs. Uh, make sure you check out my album, All My Homies Love Stalin. Um, it's available anywhere you get your music uh, by Koala Bear Jenkins. Uh, Nick, you got plugs? Yeah. Oh, also, listen to Chris's new singles that are out there, right? Oh, no, no, no. They're not, not singles. No, no, no. I don't have... It's, it's all unreleased. God, okay. Yeah, you're, so, giving, you're giving away <laughs> sensitive information. You guys, you guys didn't hear that. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I will probably have... So, I've got like 75% of the music done for two separate projects. Um. However, I my, you know, my music's actually kind of evolving right now. So I'm not sure how much of that is actually going to get released, but um, if I end up, I'm definitely going to end up releasing two different projects. They just need to be written. Um, so I guess stay tuned till October. <laughs> All right. And uh, make sure you email us, you know, whatever you yeah. want us to talk about, libsanddrags at gmail.com. I will literally talk about anything you email yeah, us. Yeah. So email <laughs> us, say hi, tell us we suck, whatever the hell you want. I'll yeah. be sifting through those. Mm-hmm. And make sure you check out our website, libsanddrag.com. Yes. Uh, click around. We have a uh, shop there if you want to shop for shirts <laughs> and shit. Uh, yeah. Cool designs and all that, but yeah, uh, thanks you all for joining us. Email us if you can't afford it; we'll pay half. Well, I, <laughs> Nick, Nick I, no, I mean, you know, I mean, what are they like? Twenty-two bucks? I could pay eleven for you. You see mm-hmm. that? We're being nice, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, thank you all for joining us, and um, we'll see you next week. Whoop, whoop. Bye. Bye. Bye.